beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the Word to see Jesus. Praise God. Matthew chapter number 10, verse 16. The Bible says that, I'll just read that very quickly. Look, I am sending you out like sheep amongst wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as serpents and as harmless as doves. Our conversation tonight is defy gravity. Defy gravity. Gravity is the force that attracts. Gravity is the force that attracts. We're saying that when they see you, when they see us, they see us defying gravity. And so just follow because you would love the conversation. I'm going to be very quick. You would love the conversation tonight. Gravity is the force that attracts. The world's idea... Alright, the world's idea is to create points. Can you put that on the screen? The world's idea is to create points of similarities in our experience. The world's idea is to create points of similarities in our experience. Now, why do I say similarities? This world... Is going to try to make you believe that there is no difference between you and the rest of the world. That our experiences should be the same. That's what similarities mean. That all our experiences should be the same. All, if, so long as you are in the world, they say, you're going to get sick like everybody else. You're going to get broke like everybody else. You're going to have discomfort like everybody else. You're going to be depressed like everybody else. So this world creates points of similarities in our experience. They'll try to sell to you the idea that all of us are meant to be experiencing similar things. It's a force. It's called gravity. It has a pull. It's attractive. You will be tempted to believe that that is the way your life is meant to be. You will be tempted to imagine that what they are saying is true. You know why? Because every time you look around you, I've said this before, I'll say it again. There will always be more people who are failing than there will be succeeding. There will always be more people who are um, discouraged then there will be people who are encouraged there will always be more people who are um, disadvantaged sick broke, weak beggarly then there will be people I mean look at the world that you live in it's called a pyramid alright where the most influential people find themselves at the top then everywhere else you find the masses so there are more people Failing in business than there are people succeeding. 
And so because many times our networks are so, um, you know, interesting, we have the same stories of failure, weakness, brokenness. And so we get to begin to believe that that's how life is actually supposed to be. So it's a force. It's attractive. It attracts. And tonight what we're teaching is that when they see you, they are supposed to see you defying gravity. That is going against that pool. And saying no, it's not for me. And we say amen. amen. Now listen to me very carefully. As you are listening, don't think to yourself, this is something that I am going to make happen. I'm going to create the gravity. No. It is something that has already happened already. Hello, church. This that I'm sharing with you is something that has happened already. Your job is get on the plane and just coast along. Agree that that's what I... You know, let me tell you something, eh? And I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Many times, for me in my life, the first thing I want to do is accept that something is possible first. You see the idea that you have cancelled it out completely because you don't have the money. You know, so you've cancelled it. It's out of your mind. That idea is not of God. When I'm hearing anything, the first thing that I want to just do is accept that it is possible. I don't care how it's going to happen. I don't care what's going to happen. That acceptance that it is possible for me is health. For me, it heals me already. Because I can't imagine, for example, I can't imagine what life would look like. eh? For me to get to a point where I say there is no hope anymore. I can't imagine. For example, I cannot blame the lady who sleeps with someone to get a job. All I'm thinking is what was she thinking? I can't blame her. I cannot. Never. Never. I can't point fingers and say, well, but I'm thinking to myself, how do you get to the point where you finally chose to be, where you believe that it's either this bed or slaughter or no more? No, 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 no. That's in itself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. But do you understand what I'm saying? Would a person will get to a point where they are, they, they are so hopeless that they say, give me anything, anything, anything. Ah, no, God forbid. So long as I can hear the word. So long, you see, even if I am weak like this, I just give me word, put it, put it. I don't even need, you know, church, can, can I tell you something? This word there is self-activated. As per, it work, okay, let me give you an, oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever taken malaria, eh? And then you go and begin to check your, your intestine, how it's working. You say, walk like this, walk like, no, your job is to swallow the drug, eh? The drug has a life of its own that begins to produce its own results. You understand what I'm saying? I've not seen anybody that tries to control where the tablet goes after they, they take it in. They say, okay, go here. In two hours, go this way. Then it, how, many, how many of you... So, what I'm sharing with you, eh? Is just take it, accept it. This thing has a life of its own. It enters, eh? Sits and begins to do its work. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how this thing works. Glory to God. So what I'm about to share with you, 
It's not, you don't need to defy, they say defy gravity. Then you two now, ha, mm, I'm defying gravity. Mm-mm. It's learn that there's something called gravity. And actually gravity has been defied. Your own is to enter what has been finished already. So I'm going to show you that tonight. Praise God. So, alright, I said the world's idea is to create points of similarities in our experience. To make it look like we are all the same. This is what I call gravity. And this thing is very, it has a pull. How many of you have heard that word, misery loves company? Aha. It has a pull. We are all broke. We are all sick. We are all beggarly. All of us are tired. All of us, hmm. Eh, eh. In this system, eh? There are still people eh, who are making tremendous progress. They are not having... Mm, mm, mm. They are not... Mm, they are shouts of joy and rejoicing that are found in their own tents. And that's who we are. Say amen. amen. So, my, the reason why we share these things is so that we choose which camp we want to be. You want to be in the... Uh, let me tell you, if you accept to be in the... Uh, it's hard. You are right. You are right. But if you say, no, not for me. My life is making progress. Listen, same energy, same everything. And you are right. I'm moving forward in my life. You are right. Oh, let's go into this. So our opening scripture shows us something very important. Glory to God. Jesus speaking to us in that scripture. Can you just quickly put the King James on the screen? I want to show something. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents, harmless as doves. I want you to follow this conversation because I'm going to take each one, one after the other, and I'm just going to break it down for you. Alright? Now, first of all, you have come into a culture that preys on the unassuming. So Jesus is saying, that the sheep idea is the fact that you, you live in a culture that seems to prey on the unassuming, on the unaware. Alright, we're in a culture where if you don't know, you will join the chorus of everybody else. And you're going to be made to believe that life for you is supposed to go a certain way. Under the sun. Please follow me. So you have come into a culture. That preys on the unassuming. Pulls you into believing something. So Jesus is saying here. Be wise. The first thing that Jesus is saying. Is be wise. Alright. And that word wise. If you want to write this down. Means be sensible. Be prudent. Be intelligent. So the word be wise actually means as wise as the serpent. Now, how many of you know that the word serpent in scripture has always represented who? Yeah? Hello? This is actually going to give you new meaning to this conversation because a lot of you don't understand what Jesus was trying to say there. Jesus was saying... 
that the serpent is the enemy, is Satan. The serpent is the God of this world. And I'm going to use this word, the God of this world, before this teaching is over. But the serpent is the God of this world. And so he says, be wise. That is, as wise as the serpent. Meaning, let your wisdom level match his own. We know that in real terms, your wisdom level is more than his own. But what, scripture, what Jesus is saying is, at the least, let your wisdom level be as, as at par. Alright? So he's saying be wise, meaning be intelligent, be prudent, be sensible. As wise as the serpent. We know that Satan is the serpent. And we know how he plays. Alright? We know how Satan plays. And we know how Satan thinks. So Jesus is saying, at the least, be as wise as, as him. How does he play? Came to Jesus and said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to be bread. He plays by deception. He plays by painting pictures that are not the real thing that the father has said. He plays by showing you where you are. God plays by showing you where you're going. He plays by telling you all that is not working. God plays by telling you all that he's going to do. Not what? Behold, I will do a new thing. I will bring forth. Do you understand? That's how God talks. When Satan comes to talk, Satan begins to talk to you based on everything that is not working. You see your life? You see this? You see that? And you thought that you were different. And you thought that you were special. And you thought there was something about you. But God says there's something about you. I'm the beloved of God. Yes, and God says that I am the I'm the blessed one. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he begins to bring those conversations. He begins to bring those narratives, those pictures. But you thought, let me tell you something about me. I've actually always thought that I was different. Actually. There is a way that I've actually thought that my life is going to go. So as you begin to get older, and these things are not happening as quickly as you expect them to happen. Then he comes. You say, you see yourself? <laughs> I was telling you to get serious. Mm-hmm. You understand? You didn't. The next thing I would say is, Satan, my life does not go on the weight of my seriousness. Mm-hmm. My life goes on the weight of the seriousness of what Jesus did on the cross. It was very serious. Very, very serious. Somebody died. He didn't faint. He died. He was serious. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that conversation is that his idea is that he tries to help you see how things are not working. He tries to sell you a product and get you to buy it with your words. Sometimes people don't even buy it with their words. They buy it in their hearts. So they begin to think. Every time they think about their finance situation, the next thing that they do is, hmm, you've bought something. You've bought something. So Jesus is saying, Be as wise as the serpent. Meaning, be as intelligent as he is. In terms of, let me explain. Know how this guy plays. And don't, you know, accept that pull. To begin to talk on his level. I'm going somewhere with this. Alright, so wise means practical wisdom. Wise means sensible. Wise means prudent. And wise means intelligent. Let's go to the other word, harmless. The word harmless actually means to be unmixed. Write that down. 
It means to be unmixed. Another word for harmless is to be pure. Another word for harmless is to be simple. That is not complicated. So harmless is unmixed, pure, simple. So it says to be as wise as a serpent, right? Meaning understand how the enemy works. Be wise on his level. Of course you are more, but at the minimum, hmm? be on the same level. Harmless as a dove. So did you notice the comparison, harmless as a dove? What does that mean? I've taught you before. A dove is a dove. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. See, eh? by the time we are finished with this conversation, you will be jumping and shouting. A dove has single focus. A dove is unmixed. A dove does not carry... Ah, thank you, dear Lord. A dove does not carry an idea from here, mix it with an idea from here, mix it with an idea from here, carry this one from here, see what you saw on, the, in, in, on, um, on social media, and bring it into the conversation. A dove is unmixed, pure, single-focused. Alright? So it says, be harmless as a dove. Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. What makes the dove harmless? It is that it is unmixed. So, what this means is that there will be harm, mark my word, harm in your life, okay? If you are constantly getting ideas of your life from different sources, it's harmful. It's like taking acid and expecting malaria to go. It's harmful. He says, be harmless. So, Jesus is saying, be harmless, not harmful. Be harmless as a dove, wise as a serpent. Harmless as a dove. What makes the dove harmless is that it's single focused. It doesn't get ideas about itself from other places. It has a single idea about itself now why is he saying be harmless as a dove so goes your idea of yourself so goes your message if your message has harm in it that is you have accept rather if you have accepted different ideas about yourself from different sources guess what when they see you it will be what you have accepted about yourself that you're going to tell them harmful message comes from Harmful people that have accepted harmful ideas about who they are. So I don't, I don't, I don't see how you're going to go into the streets and tell somebody that God wants, has a beautiful purpose for your life, and God wants the best for you always. If you have not believed about yourself that God has a beautiful plan for your life and God wants the best for you always, you understand what I'm saying? contaminated self will produce contaminated message once your idea is contaminated in your mind all right it will be contaminated when you go outside so it says be as wise as a serpent be as harmless as a dove now why is jesus talking like this what he's saying is that at least have the intelligence to know that you are not like them. Have the intelligence to know that we are not the same. Have the intelligence to know, alright, that 
the expectations that you should have about your own life eh, are pure or mixed. You know the main people who bring different ideas about what life should look like for them. They look at the economy. They say, ah, looks like the economy is going bad. Maybe life is going to be rough this week. They, they swallow it. You understand? Ah, that one that your parents told you when you were growing up. You will never be good. You will never do well. They accept it. Then they go somewhere else. Let me tell you the other idea that people accept a lot. They go somewhere else, eh? And they see their mates seemingly moving forward, balling. You know? And so in their minds, they say, if I have not gotten to this level, it happens to all of us. Don't worry, just look at me straight. If I have not gotten to this level, then I must be failing. So Satan comes and sells another idea. Ah, that look, you see? All of you, didn't you put leave school at the same time? Then they will nod in the car. We left at the same time. This is conversations happening inside somebody's head. And it's true. We left at the same time. So how many heads does she have? That she now has a house in Banana Island. Then you are nodding. It's true. How many heads does she have? So you see three cars on on social media. Alright? And then you say to yourself, Ah! It's like, you you know, have you ever tried, have you ever put a G-Wagon beside... A Toyota Corolla. And say, let's race. So the G-Wagon takes off. And then from the rear mirror. This is how your mind is thinking. From the rear mirror. It is you that is the Corolla that they are looking at. The guy has gone. People's lives have moved forward. You're there. Struggling. Not making ends meet. You see, these are conversations. There's mixture entering now. First of all, self, you will not even be able to go and tell somebody about a life you're not enjoying. Secondly, if you ever even try to go and talk to them, it will be filled with all sorts of narratives and chaos. Listen, when you hear those people that wear green vests, I'm not calling any name more. I'm not calling any name more. But when you see them and you hear their message, you can tell that the dove has been removed. Amen. Amen. If you want to laugh, I, I did not say anything. You can tell that the message, the dove aspect of the conversation has been removed. You know why? Because your message becomes harmful when you take out the dove. I love the dove. Single focus. No money in the bank. Focus. No food on the table. Focus. No job yet, focus. Did I say yet? Yet. No job yet. See, if you see some of the lives eh, that you celebrate today and you hear their story, eh, you'll be amazed that it was just that consistency of thinking the way God says to think. Talking the way God says to talk. Not reducing the standard of living because of the standard of accounts. Eh? Or, let me put it like this. Not reducing the standard of thinking. Do you, do you pay to think? Hey, church, talk to me. Do you pay to think? Not reducing that standard. Because what happens is that as people begin to submit themselves to that concept of, my life is not going forward, my life is not going forward. Guess what? Then even the thoughts. So once something comes into your mind, the first thing that begins to happen is, so where will I even start from? Have, have you noticed there eh, 
that in this new culture that we're entering, this culture that defies gravity, courage is the new currency. The first thing is the courage eh, to say, you know what, this is me. First, and this is my life. I remember when I was in school, some guy used to always come to bully me. Hey, you as for playful you, he'll come, you know, his name is Ifine. He'll come and he'll bully me. He'll say, I'll, you know, I will, and I'll be like, stop, stop, stop. So one day he came into my room, picked up an iron that I had just finished using, you know, to iron. It was a joke, but the Spirit of God spoke to me that day. He picked up iron that I had just finished using. And he said, what if I, what if I, and I said, you know, Ifine, now, stop, 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 stop. You know, and he'll come again and he was laughing. You know, because I was showing him that fear. He was having a time of his life. He was just laughing. He said, what if I say, oh, no. He did it like four or five times. And then one time I said, what? Do it. He said, what if I said, do it. What if I said, do it. The phone ended. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I'm talking to this guy. First, the phone ended. He, there was no phone in it anymore. He wasn't getting that satisfaction. He was, oh, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. He wasn't getting that satisfaction he was getting from trying to, you know, that reaction I was giving. He wasn't getting it anymore. So, you know what? He didn't, wasn't up to two seconds. He dropped the iron and left. Then, as it was a joke, oh, as he left, the Spirit of God told me, this is what we do to Satan. We stop him in his tracks. The more you say, hey, hey, you think, Please now, please. But Satan, I've been begging you all my life. Ah, ah. The more you do that, you don't know what you have become to him. It's comic relief. You have become entertainment. Do you understand? You don't understand what I'm saying. Entertainment. This kind, every show of fear, every talk of worry, every show of frustration, the devil is having a time of his life until you get up one day and say, stop. No more. Do you understand? By himself, he would drop the iron and walk away with heads down. Sometimes, eh, to get victory in this... that When I say to get victory, I mean to experience victory. doesn't take so much than stop. It's okay. No more. No, I'm not afraid. And from today, I'm not talking fear anymore. It's okay. That entertainment that he gets suddenly ceases. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? And you see, this is what happens to us as well. As believers, the Spirit of God will use any opportunity to talk to you. Those we just said, can you see what just happened just now? I'm like, ah, it's true. From that day, that picture never left my mind. So whilst you're trying, listen, whilst you're trying to talk weak, talk broke, talk sick, thinking you'll get sympathy. <laughs> Problems does not attract provision, no. <laughs> Problems will attract sympathy. If you, if you build your life around, let me tell them my problem. Let me tell them my problem. Let's see whether they will help me. No, translate that problem to vision. And discuss vision. See what will happen. But every time you have the conversation, you have this barao, uh, sorry, bambiala mentality. You know, every time you show up, is Bambiala. <laughs> after a while, ask people now. After a, even yourself. After a while, somebody comes with Bambiala, 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 Bambiala. After a while, you two will start avoiding them. 
They will call you, you won't take the call. Ah, ah, your own is true. Is your leader a problem? All of us have problem. But guess what? Once you start, I've never seen anybody, I've said this before, I've never seen anybody that got an award as the poorest talker in the world or the brokest individual in the world. I've never seen. And then I decided I will never be that person. They don't get an award. I, re- I looked at a scripture in Proverbs. The Bible says that a poor man, in his wisdom, he saved the city. Guess what? They took the salvation of the city. They left him broke. Hello? You don't get, you don't get accolades for being broke. So stop talking like that. Say amen. amen. Glory to God forevermore. So harmless means unmixed. It means pure. And I've told you what a dove means. Dove means single focus. Without single focus on who Christ has made you, our message will become harmful. First of all, it will be harmful to you. Then secondly, it will be harmful to those who are exposed to it. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus because your glory is here. And we experience a release of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. Alright, without single focus on who Christ has made you, your message will become harmful. And I said harmful because we are yet to defy gravity or the gravity of seeing ourselves as no different from the rest of the world. The moment you don't defy the gravity of seeing yourself as different from the world, your message will be the same. If everybody is talking broke, you two are talking broke. If everybody is talking weak, you're also talking weak. Until you make that distinction. Or at least until you allow God's word to make the distinction. Write this down. There should be a difference between you and the rest of the world. Hallelujah. Don't allow the world to pull you into... The same expectations that they have. I'll show you two scriptures. And I'll jump right into the conversations. Oh, I love this. Romans 12 and verse 2. The book of Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2. Here's what it says. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop. Do not conform. You know, all the while when this scripture has been used, they've used it and interpreted it to mean don't join them to sin. But this scripture actually means don't have the same expectations as them. That is, don't expect that the same thing that binds you is the same thing that binds them. Don't expect that your life is going to go in the direction That their life is going. Don't expect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be conformed. Another word for conformed is don't be, don't, don't accept the mold. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't accept that mold. How many of you know that if you get this block making stuff, there's already a mold. All these interlock tiles, right? There's already a mold. You can't get anything outside of that mold. So you can't 
put stuff in the mold and then expect something else to come out at the end. No, it's going to come that. How many of you know interlocks? Yeah. It's going to come out that shape. If you do it 500,000 times, it will come out that shape. What Jesus was, what Paul was saying here is don't allow them squeeze you into the mold of having the same expectation. Of having the same, of thinking that you're going to have the same outcomes. But let's, let's assume that this one does not make it clear. Let's show you another one. Exodus 10, 22 and 23. Exodus 10, 22 and 23. Exodus 10, 22 and 23. And Moses stretched forth his hand towards heaven. And there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. Now let me ask you a question. At this point, let me not ask you a question. Let me tell you that at this point, Israel was in Egypt. They were slaves to Egypt. Say amen. Amen. The Bible says Moses stretched forth his hands towards the land of Egypt and darkness fell on the land. Next verse. This, no, no, here. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel in Egypt had light in all their dwellings. You keep agreeing. That's the problem. You keep agreeing. You keep agreeing. Same, look, I, I said at this time, Egypt was the host of Israel. In captivity, captivity host. So as part of the conversation for their freedom, Moses stretched out his hand and darkness landed on the land. But as darkness was landing on the land, darkness had intelligence to know not to go near the dwelling of Israel. Because these were different people. They were defying gravity. They were defying the pool. It can be dark all around Israel, but it doesn't come near our dwellings. Look, let me tell you, Ba. See, these Israel people were talking about, eh? They were living under the provision of bulls and goats. So, God said they were my people. But they were living under the provisions of bulls and goats. So, you are no less God's people than Israel. Actually, there is much more in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I keep talking about this idea of not participating in the darkness that is in the land. Look at where it's coming from. They were defying gravity. Now, the, the, the issue many times is that when people see these things, they begin to make excuses. And eh, that was that time. You know, now the sophistication of the, you know, the things have changed. You know, God is too smart to write a book that does not stand the test of history and the test of time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is too smart to write a historic book huh? that doesn't have relevance in our future. If this book produced this much under this covenant, all I need to do is see it. And there is light in all my dwellings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If, if, if Israel enjoyed this kind of life, how much more? So, Glory to God. Alright? So there should be a difference between you, what's going on in your life, and what's going on in the rest of the world. There's darkness, but there's light. There's darkness, 
But there is light for you. Darkness everywhere else. Light for you. So now that we have seen this distinction. Let's show you something. Called the blessing. Write that down. We defy gravity. With the blessing. It is the blessing. That is the exemption. From this gravitational pull. Now let's look at. And I'm going to have to be very quick now. So don't. When I start this thing. You can go home and look at it again. Hebrews 11. We look at verse 4 to 8. Hebrews 11. First of all let me ask you a question. Do you see. That there is. A need for conversations like this. True or false? Is the gravitational pull real? Hey, church, talk to me. Is the gravitational pull very real? Do you live in a world where the the pull is real? Okay. So is this conversation important? Is it important for you to know that it's not too much for you to be expecting more? Is it important for you to know? Do you know that the scheme for keeping people bound is to keep them from light. The enemy's scheme, once you are aware first, that's why I love t- sitting under anointed teaching, eh? because what happens is that my eyes are open to that possibility first. I'm not always looking for results first. I'm looking for getting to know first eh? that this thing, I'm not, I'm not asking for too much if I, if I choose to live on this level. It's not too much. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's not too much. See, eh, if, you, if you say, I'm not going to be sick. How many of you like spending money on doctors? Okay, so if you say, I will not be sick for the next 10 years of my life. You won't be asking for too much. Yes, Hello? Hi. That is no sickness. Just, no, it won't be too much. This, okay, let me ask you a question. Sweetheart, if Israel went out to preach to Egypt using that light analogy, were they more likely to win Egypt over? True or false? We're not the same now. You understand? Like, when we're experiencing the, see, see darkness. What brought about this darkness? Somebody spoke. My boss spoke. Darkness. Right? So, uh, listen, and you can see light in all our dwellings. This God is the God to follow. Come. This is what happened when Rahab heard about the God of Israel. Go and read that scripture. Bible says she had heard about them from afar off. How that God kept giving them victory. And then when they finally entered her land, she said, ah, I'm following people. Please spare me, spare me. Listen, uh, let me tell you. As our light, not if it is shining, it is that as our light is shining, the gospel becomes easier to preach. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's sir. why yes. when they see us, they see us defying gravity. They yes, say everybody in the city have gotten sick. John G. Lake in, in, the, um, in the plague that, that hit South Africa. Hmm? Everybody had gotten sick. John G. Lake showed up in the same place and he said, take the virus and put it on me. 
the virus that would land on people and in less than three to five, you know, in a short while, they're gone. John G. Lake said, take that virus. Put it on me. They say, oh no, this virus is... He said, put it on me. When they checked the virus before they put it on his hand, he was living and alive under the microscope. By the time he touched John G. Lake's hand, they were waiting to see him fall sick. Hmm? They checked again. Some of, some of you are saying, ah, that's John G. Lake. Wait, I'm coming for you. They checked again and the virus had died. So they asked him what happened. In that season, John G. Lake, because the doctors couldn't come out to, you know, do their work, John G. Lake became their diagnostic machine. You can go Google it. You can go study for yourself. This is history. So whenever they want to know what's going on, they bring them to John G. Lake. John G. Lake will lay hands and begin to tell them to what, and they are right. Doctors are writing as a minister of the gospel lays hand on the sick. They checked and they found out that the virus had died. When they asked John G. Lake, what was it that made the difference? You know what he said? He said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The last time I checked, sickness is as a result of sin. The law of the spirit of life, meaning there is a higher law at work. And I'm submitted to the higher law. Therefore, Jesus did not say eh, that you will find out what kind of sickness before you lay hands on the sick and it will recover. Jesus said, they shall lay hand on the sick and the sick shall recover. Whether it is COVID-19, COVID-18, no matter what it is, they shall lay hand on the sick. You know all this investigative journalism, eh, eh, not with, when it comes to sickness. Eh? Mm. You, are, you are sick. Mm. Hand laid, healed. Because under this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, all right, it is eternal life that is contagious. It is not diseases. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Kai, got to run, man. Am I too conscious of time? <laughs> trying to just put everything together. Hebrews 11, 4 to 8. Let's look at it very quickly. In Hebrews 11, from verse 4, it says, Hebrews 11, 4, he says, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. That's verse 4. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not experience death. Verse 6, now, with faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, after he was warned about what was yet to be unseen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went out. So we see 
four, please follow me because this is very important. We see four, three or four. Abel, one. Who else? Enoch, two. Noah, three. Abraham, four. Let's say that again. Abel, number one. Enoch, number two. Noah, number three. Abraham, number four. Abel is a priest. Enoch is a pilgrim. Noah is a prince. Abraham has all the qualities of all three in one. I'll start with Abel. Abel, by faith, the Bible says, he offered up something. That God accepted. Listen. By faith. Abel offered up something. That God accepted. You know he offered up a sacrifice. God accepted it. And said "Ah, I'm happy with this. So we see Abel here. Offering up something to God. That God is accepting. Scripture says that you and I have been made kings and priests. Meaning that we stand in our priestly position. Now listen, what I'm sharing with you is very remarkable and revelatory. We stand in our priestly position and we offer up things to God. For example, I stand as a priest and I pray to God and God hears me. That's that's. That possibility is called the blessing. That a man can stand on earth and offer something to God. And God hears him and accepts what he has offered. It's called the blessing. So what it means, right, is that (laughs) your level of education is enough to listen. If you're going to get more education, do it because you, you, you want to. Do you understand? Not because you're under pressure that that is what you need to effect a change. Just study because it's important to study. It's important to do that. Do you understand? But when it comes to effecting a change, what you need is the consciousness that you're a priest before God. Meaning you can say something to God in prayer and God will answer is the blessing. So Abel stood and offered up something. And God looked at it and said, "Ah, this is good. You will understand what I'm saying until you recognize that people don't just stand before God and offer something and God will accept. There is something that has happened to you as a believer in Christ Jesus that has separated you from the rest of the world. God hears you. Do you understand? When you call, he hears you. When you offer our prayers to him. Do you know that, you know, prayer is an offering? Okay, so when you pray, God actually hears you. That's Abel, that's the priest. So you can effect changes by standing up to pray. So you're not the kind that says, well, everything that is going on is beyond me, is beyond me. Do you have mouth? Can you pray? You can cause changes. Don't look too far. Look at Abel. 
Then, ah, I love this one. By faith, let's look at that scripture again. I want to show you. See, you'll be blessed. Believe me. Believe me, you'll be blessed. Verse 5. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not experience death. People are dying. Enoch was taken away. He didn't experience what everybody else was experiencing. (laughs) He was taken away. Now that's the pilgrim idea. Write it down. It's called the pilgrim mentality. The pilgrim mentality. The pilgrim mentality is that we are not participating in the things that others are participating in. Everybody else is dying. Enoch was taken. He didn't have to die to translate. He was taken away. Meaning, he was preserved from the experiences that everybody else was having. Enoch was preserved. Now, you know, another word or the synonym for pilgrim is indigent. And then, if you are a pilgrim, it means that you are not from here. But indigents are from there. Now, when rulers in that space want to give things to people, some of you have experienced it before in your jam. They said you are not from this state, so we can't give you admission. True or false? So when they want to distribute things to indigents, all right, they exempt pilgrims. Now, Satan is called the God of this world. And he has things to give to his indigents. He has broke business to give, sickness to distribute, failure to distribute. When he gets to you, he says, no, you're not from here. Listen. I don't start teaching when I start, when you start clapping. I start teaching. You follow to understand what I'm saying. You understand? He gives, he says, hey, I'm the God of this world. And I have failure in business to give. I have malaria to give to another one. I have cancer to give to another one. Then I get to the one who is in Christ. I say, ah, where are you from? You're not from here. So we skip you. And continue the distribution. Because you are a pilgrim. And pilgrims do not participate in things that indigents have. The Bible says you are in the world. But you are not of this. I told you defy defy gravity. You know why? Because even Satan when he looks at you knows that he can't give you some things. He knows. So the only way he can have inroad is when you start talking like an indigent. So you start saying, we are all in this together. No, we are not. Uh, all of us are failing in life. Uh-uh, no, 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 we are not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that idea of I am a pilgrim is that when they are distributing things to fellow inmates, <laughs> they skip me. Do you understand? You know where I get supply from? I get supply from my embassy, from where I come from, from my home country. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a hair. Thank you. I get supply from Zion. That's where I come from. These ideas that I'm talking with you, they are revolutionary. 
They are mind-blowing ideas. I am a pilgrim. So that means I am not participating in the death that is being distributed. They say everybody who ever started business in this place always had to close down. Not me. They say everybody in, that was ever born into this family had to have one sickness or the other. Ah, they, they, I was not around when they distributed. No, 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 I was not around. You know where I was? I was hid in Christ. I was not, I was not at home. There are things that I don't participate in. I don't participate in brokenness. Because when they were distributing, I was not there. Do you understand? I know you couldn't find me. Do you understand what I'm saying? When they were, they were distributing um, weak talk, no, I wasn't there. Why? I'm a pilgrim. I have that idea. I am not from here. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. So there are things that they can't give to us. There are things they can't give to us. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said there are things they can't give to us. The Bible says Enoch, by, by his walk with God, he, was, he escaped the experience of death. He was taken. He didn't have to see death. You say, ah, the only way to translate, ah, no, no. He was taken. You understand? And taking is like, some, it's like something of value. You know, it's like something to respect. Say, come, let me. I'm taking you into the VIP lounge. That t- he was taking, you know, into his experience. Do you know in Christ Jesus, that's how we were taken into abundant life, abundant health, glory, joy, peace. You can't be going through what they are going through. And then you are talking on their level. And then you win them. No, 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 it's impossible. You hear what I'm saying? And I said this thing, you don't, you don't defy gravity, but I will defy gravity. It's not bone fate. Do you understand? A sit well inside transport. <laughs> How many of you are from Edo State? <laughs> sit inside transport and be transported into your experience. Praise God. The other person that we talk about is Noah. Noah is a prince. Prince build architects. That that listen, kings and princes they build architectures that house and solve problems. Let me explain. Princes, huh? They build architectures that are designed to solve the problems in the day that they live. Noah was one. You cannot say God is not gracious when you see the ark. If you say that God is not gracious, uh, the next question that I would ask you is, did you see the ark? It was built. Now listen, the ark uh, was a heavenly vision that was built with earthly wood. So don't you ever think that because you are not seeing angels surrounding your business, God can use earthly wood to build heavenly visions. That is, God can use... You, do you understand? You know there are many people who think, until I see angels coming and descending, God is not involved in this thing. No. Architects build, you know, um, what's it called now? They build things to house 
the problems that are in their day. You know what we are saying here? If there is a lack of proper food supply, one of us will receive heavenly vision to build earthly architecture to solve that problem. It's a princely mentality. It's a prince. It's a prince. Princes, they use their abilities to get things done. You say, ah, the healthcare system is not working. Eh, now we get heavenly vision and we build architectures to solve that problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, so that's Abel idea, the priestly idea is a blessing. The exemption, the pilgrim idea, the fact that you are exempted is the blessing at work. Now, guess what? The fact that you are able to build infrastructures to house the problems that are in your day is the blessing at work. Say this after me, I'm a prince. prince. Say it again, I'm a prince. prince. So the question is, what are we building to house, do you understand, the challenges that is in the world? How many of you realize that Noah did not give himself the vision? God gave him the vision. God gave him the resources. God gave him the infrastructure. All he had to do is accept that it was a heavenly vision. And accept to be the one that would birth it in the earth. So what that means is that right now that you're sitting here and looking at me, there are architectures that you're going to give birth to. What I am saying is that these architectures are going to solve problems. You understand what I'm saying? They are going to solve problems. Some of you would already, some of you are already doing it, right? Some of you are, that's, that's your, that's your soap that you are making in your room. Eh? Or that's your, I, I, I have friends who make um, all these um, healthy foods. They do veggies and all of that. Do you know that as God's hand is on that matter, bah, somebody is doing veggies, fruit salad, and they are doing healthy living. And all of a sudden, things are happening as a result of the veggies that you're doing. People are eating, they are getting healthier, sicknesses are being healed. And then all of a sudden, from doing smoothie, from doing smoothie, um, UN is calling you for interview. They say, how did you arrive here? Ah, it's architecture. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a heavenly vision. Mm. And we are, so don't, 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 don't look down on that fashion business that you started. Eh? It can be God's architecture for causing people with issue of blood to be healed. Mm. Mm. You know don't look, don't look down on that stuff that you, it's architecture. That's what princes do. And let me tell you, even if for any reason it doesn't even go global, do you know there are many things that have not gone global but have been effective? Yes, sir. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the focus is that what you're doing is effective and lives are being saved as a result. Our boys are in the streets. They are smoking marijuana. We will build structures to absorb them. People can't go to school. That's up to us. We are receiving heavenly vision. And we are replicating it in the earth. It's the blessing at work. But now, guess what? Abraham is the final person that shows up in this conversation. Abraham, by meeting Melchizedek, now has access to all all four. Abraham is a prince. Abraham is a priest. Abraham is a pilgrim. 
when they were sick in Israel, Abraham was bawling. Abraham is a priest. Why? They were bringing, thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Abraham is a priest. Why? They were bringing people for Abraham to minister to, and they were getting healed. <laughs> He's a priest. That is, priests there can talk to God on behalf of people and get answers. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, that your house is not written off. That issue in your home is not written off. The Bible says they were bringing people to Abraham. In fact, God was telling them, tell, go and meet Abraham. He'll pray for you and you'll be healed. You remember the conversation where the entire house of the king, had, the people had become barren. Let me tell you, they had become barren and it took a while for them to realize that the people had become barren. How many months does it take for a person to have, to show that the person is pregnant? Nine months. Abi? For a person to finally give birth, it takes nine months. So meaning that at the minimum, they had observed the king's house for nine months. Nothing was giving birth. Animal, goats, cats, nothing could give birth. At the minimum, nine months had passed. Nothing could give birth. And for that observation to be true, it must have taken longer. And the answer was, go and meet Abraham. He will lay hands on you. And things will start to flow. <laughs> Do you know what? Abraham is not under a more superior blessing than us. Yes, things are not working. They come to you. You lay hands. It starts to work. It's a priestly idea that somebody would talk to God on behalf of people. Before you talk to people on behalf of God, talk to God on behalf of the people. So he has a priest. He is um, a pilgrim. And then he's also a prince. I want to show you that prince scripture very quickly. Genesis 23 and verse 6. Are you being blessed by this? We're almost done, okay? Genesis. Let's read it together. It says, listen to us, Lord. You are... Genesis 23, 6. Give me the King James. Alright, let's read it together. Hear, hear us, my Lord. This is, they are praying to Abraham. He's not the Lord. They are praying to Abraham. He says, hear us, my Lord. You are a mighty prince amongst us. This is Abraham. Abraham had a combination package of priests pilgrim and prince this is abraham but let me show you how you enter the, the picture let's look at psalms 32 and verse 2 <laughs> let's read together want to go Let's read it like you have life in you. Want to go? Blessed is the man who to the Lord in which there is nothing in 
Romans 4, 6 to 8. Quickly. Romans 4, 6 to 8. Alright, let's read together. Want to go? Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Say, blessed are they whose sins are forgiven. Who are the day? Okay. And whose sins are covered. Verse 8. Blessed is the man. What is the character of the blessing? Priest, pilgrim, prince. What is the character of the blessing? Priest, pilgrim, and and what? Prince. What is the character of the blessing? Now let me ask you, who is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin? Who is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin? Let's ask again, who is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin? So who is the priest? Who is the pilgrim? Who is the prince? Let me ask you again. Who is the prince? Who is the pilgrim? Who is the priest? It is with this idea of the blessing that we defy gravity. That is, they are pulling us to say we are like you are like us. You will live like us. Our sickness is your sickness. Our disease is your disease. Our language is your language. Our debt is your debt. And he said, no. I'm a pilgrim. I don't take things from here back home. I bring things from home here. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm a pilgrim. And he said, I'm a priest. You know why? I can pray to God on your behalf. And something will happen. You know what? Another word for the blessing is called greatness. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how we enter greatness. It is that we use our princely, we use our priest, we use our, you know, pilgrim idea. And we effect changes in the earth. We don't take things from here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We don't take sicknesses from here. Failures from here. We talk to God on people's behalf and things change. And we are busy building architectures. That can house problems. Amen. Hey, yeah. Amen. The glory of the Lord is here. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yes, now let me ask you. Do you see yourself in all of this? Yes, sir. Out of you. Yes, sir. They, are, they, are, they are way what human trafficking. Human trafficking will build the architecture to absorb that problem. People are going hungry. They can't feed. It is up to us. You know why? We are functioning in the blessing. Now, that's the reason why everywhere you see the gospel, there's development. Have you noticed? Everywhere the gospel enters, check. In no time, there's development. I was in Yola and I closed on this note. I was in Yola. I started attending Christ Embassy Yola. When I came, it was a small shed with poles. Before I graduated, they had broken down the stuff and built something right now. Right now. It's an edifice. Edifice. And you need to understand Yola. Yola is the end of Nigeria. Then you turn left. That's where Yola is. It's, the, it's one of the hottest places to live in in this, in this city. 
and out of a barren land is coming forth juice and fruit. Pastor took an entire missions hospital and school and went to dump in a desert. You don't understand what I'm saying. And when I'm talking dump, I'm talking state of the art. That even if the indigenous of that city enters that place, their self-esteem will be healed. To say, is this for me? It is for you. It is up to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's up to us. We restore people's self-esteem. We bring them back to hope. We bring them back to joy. Do you understand what I'm saying? You say, ah, somebody built all of this for me. And you know the interesting thing about it is free. So suddenly the guy begins to come out and say, you know, I, I must be very important. It's our architectures. It's, our, it's things we will build. Things we are building by the power of God's spirit. And I don't know about you. My heart is yearning to build things. Glory to God. I said my heart is yearning to build stuff. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We will use this position of the blessing. Hey, the Lord is not imputing sin to me. I told you how Cain left God's presence eh, under a curse. And he went and built infrastructural development city under a curse. I am under the blessing. It's yet to be told what is going to come out of our lives. I said it's yet to be told what is going to come out of our lives. I'm telling you, I said this story is not being told yet. So it's by the blessing that we did. So listen, here's what I'm saying. Every time you step out, when they see you, they see you carrying the consciousness of the blessing. And with this consciousness of the blessing, you're defying gravity. They try to give sickness. You say, no, that's not for me. Instead, we lay hands on the sick. I feel the power of God. We lay hands on the sick and the sick recovers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? When they see us, they see us with eyes that are single. We have a pure message or mixed, pure, without contamination. Why? Because we are fixed on Jesus, seeing the lamb slain. It is the blessing at work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said it is the blessing at work. When they see us, they see us with the consciousness of the blessing. And with this consciousness, we are building things. We are causing changes. That's why I said it's up to us that things go well in this nation. It's up to us. It's up to us. So so the next time, oh, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. I hear what I'm saying. Out of, out of sewing shoe. Now you're sending kids to school. Let me tell you. Listen, look at me. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. And the power of God is here. If your idea of success is that you can finally send your own children to school, you are broke. If your idea of success is that you finally, finally bought a car. When God blesses you and gives you the blessing, He makes you an umbrella. Mm. Alright? So it's not that my kids went to school. It is how many kids have we sent to school that are not even my children. I don't know them. 
It ceases to be a charity conversation. Thank you, precious Lord. It ceases to be a charity conversation. It is now a demo. It's now how righteous people demonstrate the blessing. I'm no longer doing charity. I am demonstrating that I am not from here. I don't understand. I, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm demonstrating. That's how we demonstrate. Because people who are from here, all they do is for themselves, me, myself, and I, and my children. Once, so now, what it means, eh? Is that that your children won't go to school is not under the covenant. Hey. That they will not that they'll you know you are still praying, Lord, ah, let me just have enough to send my children to school. No. What it is is that your kids have already been taken care of. It is now testimony that other people came under the under the umbrella. Not that ah, finally, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All my kids are now graduates. No. That's the covenant in operation in trickles. Hey, the covenant in operation in abundance is that we do not only do for ourselves. We stepped out and we still looking for problem to solve. Bring problem. Bring problem. Carry your problem. Ah, is it me that's solving? No, no, no. It's the power of God that is at work in us. So it's no longer charity conversation. It's that this is how we demonstrate that we are not from here. Now, this thing that we're talking about there are no exemptions. Yes. See, the lowest, brokest, weakest person in this hall can experience everything that I've talked about from the beginning to the end. There are no exemptions. Your streets eh, may not have lights. You know, there are places where they don't have power for days, weeks, months. This is for you. I'm going to ask you to rise to your feet and pray in the Holy Ghost. Listen, listen, let me look at me, look at me before you pray. Listen to me. Right now, this may not even be a reflection of anything you're experiencing. But as you stand to your feet, you will pray it and accept it as who you are. You accept this is who I am. The goal is not to send, you know, our relatives, you know, give them a good life. The goal is that other people, strangers, are coming under the umbrella and they are getting blessed. And let me tell you, eh, the numbers don't need to be big for people to begin to think big. It starts from your spirits. You see this church? We're going to feed nations. When it starts to happen, we've been talking like that since. We'll carry problems and solve them and ask for more. So as you rise to your feet, let this picture be in your hearts tonight as you pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm a prince. I'm a priest. I can talk to God on behalf of things and see it change. I can bring God's influence into situations I can offer out prayers and see results rise to your feet right now and pray in the Holy Ghost you see listen 
you know you've seen me in different moods you've seen me teach different ways but here is one thing that is very important the real intelligent believer does not wait for their body to feel funny they don't wait for feelings they hear truth and they accept it and they pray it out that you shout is not a problem did you understand what i said is it possible to live life on this level hey, hey that's what that's what should matter <laughs> praise god forevermore are you ready to pray do you understand what i'm saying I'm going to give you another two minutes. This is possible now. Do you understand? It's possible. <laughs> and that's our experience. Hallelujah. I want you to pray it out right now. Put that picture in your spirit. There are things going on in your family right now that you can talk to God on, on the behalf of the family. You're a priest. You can do it now. You don't have to wait to get home. You can do it now. Take your place. As the prince that you are, influence things on behalf of your family. You can pull things out. Talk to God tonight. Exercise yourself tonight. See yourself. The way God has made you. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello at blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.